This is the Mouthpiece Podcast, and I'm coming to you just disappointed. Let's be honest with you. It's just disappointed. It's disappointed in what boxing does. You know what I mean? Like boxing to, to its loyalists, right? What boxing does to its loyalists is um, it slaps in the face. It slaps in the face all the time. Always does. It doesn't give you the fights you want. It robs a fighter. It gives you a bad decision. Uh, it gives you some technicality. And then they lately what it's been doing is uh, guys have been doing things for money, right? Making moves for money and not putting out the effort. Then the, the people who paid for, right, and paid for it to watch you, what they deserve, right? And this is what basically Floyd Mayweather, this is the part of the career that Floyd Mayweather is in right now, right? And I used to defend Floyd, and I still do. I mean, like in so Floyd Mayweather's actual boxing career. Right, where people would say, like, oh, he runs, he's boring, and all that. I knew the art of what Flamengo was doing. I knew how hard it was, right? I knew how hard he what he was doing, and not anyone could do it. And I knew that he always respected the art, and that he always respected uh, the the tech, the technical parts of boxing to tear apart his opponent. I understood that. I understood that part, and I got that he got that, and I never. I never thought like, oh, this guy's a boring fighter or this guy runs or a thing. Does he pick his opponents? Sometimes I thought, you, you know, he picks his opponents, but everyone picks their opponents. Okay. Uh, Canelo just picked three Englishmen and beat them, right? Because it was the right moment to strike in the English market and he had three of them. It's, it's, it, everyone does some sort of that fashion of that, right? But right now, Floyd doesn't respect the art anymore. And he no longer can do the art the way it needs to be done, but he just has, doesn't have the respect for it. And he's doing money grabs, like the Conor McGregor fight, like the Tension fight, like the Logan Paul fight. And these money grabs are, he's in the point of a career where he's turning into Ray Liotta. Now, Ray Liotta is the main, the main actor in Goodfellas, right? And at that moment, at that time, Ray Liotta was probably considered one of the best actors in acting in Hollywood at that moment. Right now, Ray Liotta, you turn on TV, you'll see him on like Channel 7 at 1030 on some kind of cop show or some kind of lawyer show or some, you know, SVU or whatever the hell Ray Liotta could get on, he'll get on. Or he's on some kind of commercial of Centrex or whatever the hell you call it. And his face is all butchered and all these things. He's he's heavy. All these things. That's what Floyd's at in the part of his career. Right? And he didn't... And it won't age well. Right? Because what happened is in boxing, to me, there's a code. Right? To me, in boxing, I think that the ring should retire you. And if it doesn't, you should walk away from it 100%, right? If you choose to say, no, I don't want to lose, right? Like what Floyd did. said he didn't want to lose. Didn't want to keep going while he was undefeated. Even though there were challenges there. But I understand. He said, all these fights, I'm going to leave with my head intact, everything. Respect it. But fully walk away. See, what he did is what people got mad, I guess, at Jay Leno for doing, right? When Conan took over. And then Jay Leno said, well, I'll do another little show in front of the thing, right? That's what Floyd Mayweather's doing. He's not allowing the sport to go to grow. He's... Staying around. It's like the part-timers in the WWE where it's like Undertaker wrestles for one month, right? But he takes the main event in WrestleMania. It's like, well, what about all these guys that are working throughout the year? Right? What are they supposed to do when this guy comes and takes the thing? That he never truly walk away, though. But he's not truly fighting, though. Another thing is he's not truly fighting. Now, the McGregor fight, we were okay with. It was a sideshow. We knew that. It counted his personal record. That's debatable. You know, that should have happened. Um, but McGregor was a fighter, right? And he was known for his stand-up. And it was it was a con, but it was a con that made sense. And then you had the, the attention fight, and you were just like, well, it's not even here in the States. No one's really even going to watch it here in the States besides 
what the highlights of it right and uh it was exhibition the guy's smaller all these things don't really pay attention that one until the end results really but then you had this logan paul fight and people are getting mad at me at twitter saying like how did this hurt boxing everybody knows the exhibition everything no one knew there's an exhibition people thought it was a fight they didn't care about the exhibition part they didn't care about the rule set or anything like that they thought logan paul is gonna fight floyd mayweather that's what they thought no one no one was going in there no one was going in there thinking, oh, man, like, you know, they're going to have an exhibition. It's going to be fun. No, no, no. Everyone that's watching, I'm talking about casual fans, not the boxing fans. Boxing fans are not I'm not worried about boxing fans. They're going to be there no matter what. That's why they're boxing fans. They've been there from the, the thick and thin. They're not going to leave. Okay? They're not going to leave. I'm talking about casual fans. The, ca- the casual fans that build the sport, they didn't. They went in there thinking these guys were going to fight. They didn't care there was exhibition. No one ever brought up exhibition. The only people that said that were Floyd Mayweather, the promotion. That's it. That's the only people. Everybody else said it was a fight. Even Logan Paul said it's a fight, right? It's a fight. That's what they had. They had a fight. And what happened in that fight is that Floyd Mayweather danced around the ring, right? Picked his shots. He won. No no, no doubt about it, right? There's no debate whether he won the fight. Yeah, he won the fight. Doing the bare minimum. And when he did try to put it on, right, and he saw that maybe it was going to be a little more effort than he wanted to put in to get the stoppage, he backed away. And he danced around the last two rounds. And the fact, right, that he did this, right, for a guy that had never earned the position that he was in, Logan Paul, right? I don't give a damn what you say. He's an entertainer. He wants to entertain. He doesn't want to box. Exactly. So why the hell is he in there, right? Not because it did. Of course, it sells, right? I'm not debating whether it sells. But there's a thing beyond selling. There's a thing beyond selling, beyond making money. Right. There's a part of respecting the sport, your legacy, respecting the fighters that have done it before you, the fighters that will do it after you. And Floyd doesn't have that. And I'm getting tired and I'm not going to defend that no more. And to me, that hurts his legacy. When I see that Manny Pacquiao is fighting Earl Spence Jr. at 42 years old and I see Floyd Mayweather at 44 is fighting Logan Paul. I'm not saying that he should be fighting world champs. I'm saying he shouldn't be fighting at all, even if it sells. Right. There's a reason the NFL doesn't allow teams to sign you know if the if right now right let's say tomorrow the nfl uh a, a football team said we're gonna sign um just give me an actor i don't know i always use tom cruise as an example tom cruise right for week seven he's gonna start tom cruise is gonna week seven is gonna start the nfl would say no okay he's gonna start a quarterback week seven it'd be the biggest viewed thing in the world it really would it'd be the biggest viewed game in the world why wouldn't the nfl let that happen though even if it's good attention because it hurts the product Right, it diminishes the product. It makes the product a joke. And then people tell me, "Well, they have celebrity games." Yeah, that's in that celebrity game. They're letting you know it's a joke. They didn't do that in the fight. They didn't say, "Hey, this joke, this fight's a joke." They didn't say that in the in the promo to this fight. They didn't do that with the gotcha hat, right? They didn't do all that. They said it was a fight, and Floyd Mayweather said he's gonna kill him. He's gonna do all these things, right? And he said that he's gonna. It was a legalized bank robbing, but really, what he's robbing from is who is he robbing from? The boxing fans. That's who he's robbing from. Because he's hurting the sport. Because now a guy watches it and he says, well, Logan Paul won eight rounds of Floyd Mayweather. And it wasn't like he got smoked. It wasn't like he took a beating. You know what I mean? He lost, but it wasn't like he took a beating. So this guy just got off the couch, who's not even an elite athlete, who's not a fighter, who's not anything, who wrestled in high school. And supposedly that's supposed to tell me that he's uh, you know an elite athlete. He's not all that. And this guy got off the couch from making joke videos for making podcasts and went eight rounds of Floyd Mayweather. A guy that lost blatantly, like uh, obviously to KSI, right? To the one-sided 
fight to KSI. And he went eight rounds to Floyd Mayweather. And Floyd Mayweather chose to dance around him the last two rounds. And at the end of it, Floyd Mayweather says, oh, he was, imp- he was impressed by him. It was an impressive fight. It was impressive things he did. And there he was better than I thought, right? How does this help? It doesn't. It helps Floyd. Floyd will do anything for a cent. And that that right there, to me, it just it, it's it's embarrassing for Floyd. It's embarrassing for the sport. And I'm gonna always look back at this. And you could say, oh, it doesn't affect his legacy. How does it affect his legacy? If he's in the ring, it affects his legacy. Of course it does. Of course it affects his legacy. It affects the way I see that he took the sport, the way what he did for the sport. That that, that definitely matters. That definitely matters. When you got a guy, Pacquiao, fighting Earl Spence, the best guy, debatably the best guy in boxing right now, at 42 years old, he's going to let the ring retire him. And you have Floyd Mayweather fighting Logan Paul and laying off him and carrying him and allowing him to go eight rounds and being able to say, well, man, next time I'll knock him out. That's embarrassing. That's a shame on you. It's embarrassing on the sport. It really is. And if you don't think that hurts the sport, well, you're not paying attention. Because slowly, that's how these things get diminished. They get diminished slowly. Slowly, people start losing respect. That's how a house falls apart. Have you ever seen like people in dysfunctional houses? Slowly, because someone slowly starts losing respect. Slowly, a rule's not enforced. Slowly, these things happen. And that's how these things fall apart. And that's why MMA and Dana White won't let these guys go box people. Because he knows that those guys getting knocked out or in competitive fights with Logan Paul and Jake Paul isn't good look, good look on the sport. Okay, it does affect the sport. That's why he doesn't want it to happen. That's why he doesn't want GSP getting slept by Delahoya, a retired old Delahoya. He knows someone is protecting the sport and knows that that's not a good look. And if that happens, it'd be a bad thing for the sport. Don't tell me that wasn't good for the sport. Don't tell me that was good for the sport. It it wasn't. And don't tell me it wasn't bad for it either because it was. Okay, I speak to casual fans all the time. Okay, no one is watching boxing like I'm watching, besides like journalists. You're not gonna tell me what no matter whether it's true or not, the the respect for the sport has went down because of that performance, because of Floyd Mayweather, and because he says, you know, oh legacy doesn't feed my kids or anything like that. Boxing fed your kids. The sport fed your kids, the opportunities done before you that had fed your kids. People had built this up. And you disrespected it. And you had that look on your face like, you know, like you knew you were old, right? You knew you weren't going to push it to the level. And you knew that it was kind of embarrassing. You knew that. That's why you said these things. Because you knew that that event was kind of embarrassing to you. And the fact that you gave Logan Paul that chance, right? Who Logan Paul, who lost to another YouTuber. How can you give KSI the chance? KSI beat Logan Paul. Why didn't you give him the shot? Why would you give Logan Paul the shot? Why did he do deserves that? And we're talking privilege, right? And I don't even know what privilege it is for Logan Paul. I don't know if it's white privilege. I don't know if it's whatever it is. It being rich, I don't know, right? Did he earn the his YouTube viewers? I'm not doubting that. Yes, he did. He worked really hard for it. I'm not saying that. He didn't earn this position, though. And you can't just give someone everything they want. It's It's not right. It's not right to do. And Floyd Mayweather did that, and he hurt the sport. And I just, I'll never forgive that. I really won't. I can never look at Floyd again and say that he didn't do that and not think of that going to affect his legacy. Now, if you want to, you know, 
shill for him, right? And say like, well, no, this is just all fun and games. Take it what you want. But the, these fun and games like that, they affect it going forward. You'll see. And this is exactly why Dana White. Don't be surprised if Dana White signs Logan Paul. And puts him in with a dog. Don't be surprised if that happens. And Logan Paul will do it because he has nothing to lose at this point. Don't be surprised if he puts him in with a dog. And gets smoked. And he says, look, we won't do that in the UFC. Our best guys smoke these guys. He doesn't go eight rounds with our best guys. Don't be surprised that don't happen. You guys defending Floyd. Floyd don't care about you. He never has. He's never cared about the fans. That's why he has no problem being the bad guy. He does not care about the fans. He cares if people watch. That's all he cares about. That was an act. That was a carry. That was all these things. And people saying they're impressed with Logan Paul. Stop. Stop. What did he do that impressed you? The only thing that kept him in there was his size. That was a difference. It was a, the, the, the one thing he, that, that he didn't have to work on was the size. That's the only thing. Offensively, he sucked. Defensively, eh. I'll give a little credit on the defensively part. He thought he like moved out of the way of some big shots. I, I, that part, I was like, all right, because he's not like that. But what did he do? He held the whole fight. Like He held from the third round. He was dead. Everybody keeps talking about his cardio. He was dead in the third round. And Floyd was not making him work hard. Floyd was just putting pressure on him. But it was like, if you had any boxing experience ever, that's like a very controlled sparring is what they had. You could go, you should go 12 rounds with that kind of control and pace on the sparring. Okay, I'm just going to be honest with you. Floyd literally like at point just stared at him. They were just feigning at each other. Okay, and then Logan held like the majority of the fight. And I thought Floyd was better in the clinch than him. And I heard people saying like, look at how strong Logan is and everything. If you look, Floyd like is never loses his balance or anything. He like usually controls the clinch. He even put his neck back in the clinch. And that was the thing that Connor was talking about, the clinch. And that was the one thing I noticed. I was like, oh, he could, he's controlling the clinch. Even on the thing on that big giant guy, he's controlling the clinch. That was the only thing that Logan had for him, though, is that his chin held up. His offense sucked. His movement sucked. He wrapped up the whole damn time. He wrapped up the whole damn fight. He held the whole fight. I people keep telling me about his cardio, and I'm like, it wasn't great. He was dead in the third round. Do you get a little more energy at the end? Yeah, everyone does. Because you know you don't have no more rounds to go. You have nothing to save anymore. It's a mental thing. It was a joke. I bet that fight. Mayweather won to win. He didn't win. No one won. I got my money back. And that's what it was, the thing. It was just everybody walks away, dust their hands of it, and the little after effects go on later. People don't want to see it right now. They're choosing not to. choosing to try to move past it. That's okay. I'm gonna, I'll be honest with you. I'll tell you what I saw. And I'll tell you what people, what no, the normal man, right, that doesn't watch boxing all the time, doesn't break it down like this, drinks a beer and watches the fight. I'll tell you what he's thinking. Okay, let's respect for the sport diminished a little bit. On the undercard, though, we got a Jared. I just want to talk about Jared Hurd, Luis Arias, which was a damn good fight. Um, almost was a shame that the conditions they had a fight in, especially with the wet ring, which oddly enough, you know, Arias was dropped in the last round and he was legitimately dropped. Did, Hurd didn't get credit for it, but Arias was also dropped earlier. Right, I think it was like the ninth round, eighth round. He was dropped. It was an obvious slip. Right, the ref had just got done wiping down the the damn ring because of 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 this uh, slipperiness because of the rain hitting the uh, sponsorships. And the area slips on the exact same spot he wiped down, and he counts it as a knockdown. And so he's screwed on that. But then the knockdown later, he doesn't count. Almost makes up for it. This fight went exactly how I told you. Right, the only thing is I thought Jared Heard was going to make a run late. 
the one thing I didn't account for is the only 10-round fight. So in the 10th round, Luis Arias got dropped bad, and they didn't count it. It was at the end of the round. If it was 12 rounds, I think Herb would have might have uh, might have had him out of there. It was only 10 rounds. So by the time I told you that Herb was going to go down a couple rounds, three or four, and then he was going to try turning around. That's exactly what happened in this fight. He just didn't have enough time. And it wasn't the same Jared Hurd. And Jared Hurd used to have a mentality where, like, he would start slow, but he wasn't trying to be defensive. He was building the momentum of the fight from the beginning. He was getting on the train tracks, and he was getting the train going. Now what he does is he tries to be defensive the, the, the first part of the round. The fight, it doesn't work. He's down three rounds, and then he has to start now get back on the train. So now three rounds, and then two rounds to get the train going. And by the time he starts, he's down a bunch of rounds. That's what happened exactly in this fight. And Luis Arias, I told you one thing he was, was confident in his style. He knew exactly what style he was going to bring to the table. That's why when he talks, he talks confidently like that. You could take that from the way he talks. He knows exactly what he's bringing to the ring. He has no worries about what he's bringing to the ring. He knows exactly who he is. That's what happened. I thought Jared Hurd was going to turn around like I told you. I didn't know. I did not look at the part, though. It was a 10-round fight. I thought they would grab some kind of fake belt, make a 12-round fight. But because it was like the second fight on the undercard, they were okay with 10 rounds. And Jared Hurd... In a fight that came out of nowhere, right, and uh, was at 160, which kind of made no sense, loses, and it's not a good look for him. Will he get other opportunities? Yes, he's on the PBC. But is he going to get another title shot? No, I think that ship is sailed. And now you have Jalen Williams, who just got stopped. You had Jared Hurd, who just lost the decision, right, and and lost to Jalen Williams. And then you have um, Tony Harrison, who lost to Brian Perella. All these contenders, when the 154 is stacked, now it's all cleaned out. And we're starting from scratch again. That's what happens in weight classes. They, they don't last long. When you talk about TFBMO, Garcia, and all them, that, in two years from now, we could be talking about only one of these guys or two of these guys. It, these do not last long. When these moments happen, that's why these guys have to fight each other. Luckily, we had Jared Herbert, Julian Williams. You had Jared Herbert, Laura. You had some good fights with them. It's not the same Jared Hurd anymore. Luis Arias, now he got a good win. He go back down to 154. I'm sure PBC and now Mayweather are going to have some, a decent opportunity for him at that weight class. But it's just funny how the, these weight classes close quick. These opportunities close quick. And Jared Hurd was on top of the world, a contender to uh, you know, and a, a possible opponent for Charlo in the match of the future. That's done. I can't see that happening. The fight's never going to happen anymore. That's how quick these things disappear. Let's go to the UFC now. You had Rosenstrike versus Sakai. And uh, this fight went exactly how I thought it was going to happen. Uh, Rosenstrike, aggressiveness, caused Sakai to mistakes to open up quick. And they opened up very quick. He started, Sakai never, like, he never got his game going. And that's the worst thing in fighting, right? Is when someone, got, someone applies, makes the fight go at their pace, their strategy, to their game. And they controlled the cage. That's what Sakai, what Rosenstrike did. He just controlled the cage. He had Sakai moving backwards, falling. And all the mistakes that Sakai makes, right? When usually early Sakai can keep his composure. It just happened right away. And he started falling back. And he had no offense going back. And no balance going back. No nothing. And Rosenstrike, would, once he saw that, that, nothing's coming my way because my pressure alone of my presence of pushing him back is just eliminating everything. Oh, he was just unable. He was just able to unleash the thing, unleash everything without no remorse of, or, or fear or care what's coming back at him. And once that happened, he lost control. So Kai was done. And Rosenstrike got the knockout. And anyone that fights Rosenstrike that way will lose. Yeah, Rosenstrike's very confident in what he's doing. And he's... He hasn't lost confidence in his offense. 
And maybe Sakai was the best, best guy to do that, is that when Sakai was going backwards, there was no threat of anything coming back at, at Rosenstrike. There was no threat of it. It was just completely all Rosenstrike. Rosenstrike gets the win. He's still an exciting fighter. He's the kind of guy the UFC likes. Um, there's still plenty of like fringe heavyweight contenders for him to fight. Maybe, you know, uh, I don't know if Stipe is just going to wait. You know, Stipe's had a lot of fights. He's probably just going to wait for his title shot. But there, there's there's some people for Rosenstrike to fight where it's going to be exciting. He's an exciting fighter. He hits hard. He has defensive flaws, which makes, makes him even more exciting. And I I, I want to see what the, how the UFC goes with him next. But that was a good win for him. And um, Sakai made it easy. He made it very, very easy for him in that fight. On the undercard, he had uh, Ponsonibio. Right, and I figured out how to say it because I heard them say it. Versus Mike Miguel Baiza, uh, Baiza. I feel like I said it better last time. Baiza, well, Baiza was the prospect. The reason why I even broke down this fight because I heard Luke Thomas talk about it, and I liked the way I, everything I saw from Miguel. Right, I loved everything I saw from him. He was composed. He had good technique. He didn't like rush anything. He was just very calm. And then Santiago was a little bit different. You know, he's got some physical gifts, but he's a little bit more rushing things a little more aggressive and the funny thing was Miguel started off strong as can be with leg kicks I mean he just destroyed Ponzinibbio's leg right just destroyed it Ponzinibbio had to just basically survive the first round you're just thinking like that leg's done there's no way this fight's probably gonna be over and then he, he guts it through right and you would have to when the guys do this right when they gut through those leg kicks it really hurts like Conor McGregor and Sean O'Malley right who guys that stopped because of leg kicks they basically mentally shut down because of their leg kicks and Ponzinibbio started in the second round like he really pushed he started putting his jab on which I, well, I was telling you guys he has a real good jab he started putting his jab on him and he 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 had gotten rid of the ring rust that caused him to lose before no he was in his game this time and he once he started putting the jab on Miguel really threw him off his game, but when he was usually, Miguel usually stays there and picks you apart with your mistakes. No, he couldn't. He had no time to think because the jab was constantly in his face, just breaking him apart. And then the high guard, Miguel, honestly saved him in the second round, which I thought he was going to be stopped from uh, the aggressive offense for Santiago, right? And I, I told you about Miguel's high guard um, for, to the strikes, which is not used a lot in MMA and it has not been mastered. He has one of the better ones. It, survived, it kept him in this fight. Because in the second round, he's got to put it on him. In the third round, he was just broken up so much from the jabs. And Santiago had found his rhythm with his leg and got his legs back. And he started kicking him and putting the pressure. And he had really, it was clear that he had lost the first, but it was clear that he took the last two. And that was a big, humongous win for Ponzinibbio, who I believe got rid of the ring rust. And I, I think it's going to be a threat that way. I don't think he's a, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say he's going to win the title one day, but he's a good fighter. And anyone that has to fight him at that weight is. It's in for a dogfight, honestly, because this guy is tough. And the him gunning through those leg kicks and showing the mental strength, right, to say, like, my leg's done, but I'm going to find a way to get through the pain. It was, it was impressive. I still think Miguel uh, Baiza is a very good fighter. This was a very good fight. It's a, it was a three-round fight. Um, sometimes I feel like... I feel like, you know, when you go to three to five, that means there's a... When a fight, like you say, three rounds, right? Like in boxing, you go 10 to 12. But 10 to 12 is like, it's not even a quarter of what, you know, you're not adding another quarter of the fight. When the two to three, you're adding like basically another half of the fight. 
So it's funny, like, these title fights tell a story, and I wonder, like, all these underguard fights, what story they could tell if they want two more rounds. And I'm so curious on what this story of this fight would tell if it went two more rounds. But it didn't. It was a three-round fight. Ponzinibbio, good win. Miguel uh, Beza deserves to be in the UFC. He's a he's going to be tough for everyone, too. It was a good learning lesson for him um, about just, you know, one strategy is good, but you got to be able to change different elements, and that's what Santiago did. Good fight, excellent fight. One of my favorite fights. It was uh, my favorite fight of the weekend was Jared Herbert's Lewis Arias. That was an absolute war. And then this was number two. And Logan Paul Flip Mayweather was like bottom sixty. It wasn't even sixty fights. Weekend. It was bottom sixty. It was a trash fight. Mayweather, you should be ashamed of yourself. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the mouthpiece.